20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Grzegorek, and I am not joined today by my regular partner in crime, Mike Wendland, uh, but that's okay. I'm going to get you all the information and Packer banter that you need to hopefully support your love for this team, and without further ado, I just kind of want to give a shout out to all of the Twitter followers and the social social media support that we've received since this podcast started at the beginning of the season, um, it's truly been an amazing ride, and I can't wait to see where this continues to go, and I know that all of my team members feel the same way. So let's jump into today's topics. The first one I have in mind was Jimmy Graham. Uh, you know, today he he kind of dropped a little bit of a bomb on everybody. I mean, everybody knew that this is, you know, this was reality, but Jimmy Graham basically owned up to his lack of production in this Packers offense. And, you know, it's no secret that Packers fans don't feel as though he has been living up to the expectations that were heavily assessed onto him when he signed that the contract this past offseason. He simply hasn't been the difference maker and playmaker and the presence in the middle of the field that I think fans expected him to be. And it's a big Big step for him, and it's it's huge uh, for for any NFL player, any any person in general, to be accountable for for those types of things. You know, when you're not living up to your expectations, it's it is important to recognize that so you can correct the deficiency. And I think this step is going to go a long way in doing so. Now, I don't know what more Jimmy Graham can do other than simply catch the football. Aaron Rodgers, while erratic at times has put Jimmy Graham in very feasible situations to make a play. And whether it's due to simply a thumb injury that he has to, that he has been nursing all year, or I'm sorry, not all year, he's been nursing a knee injury all year and a thumb injury the last few weeks. Whether he's hankering with the injuries, I'm not sure. But Jimmy Graham has acknowledged his lack of a presence in this offense and I think that his presence is important to this offense and I think we've seen that in the deficiency of this offense uh, other than probably last week against the Falcons but the Falcons are a battered defense so you know we're kind of picking at straws there but it is what it is Um, I'm glad to see Jimmy Graham holding himself accountable I do think we'll see him in a Packers uniform next year you know his deal was essentially a one-year option deal based on the way that the money was, you know, allocated. But I think we will see him in a Packers uniform next year, and I, I hope he can get back on track. He had he did struggle towards the end of his career in Seattle. Um, I was hoping that it was more of a an outlier uh, his, his seasons there, but he has struggled here in Green Bay as well, and now it's starting to look more and more like a pattern, more rather than like I said, an outlier. And I'm hoping it's something that Jimmy Graham can simply correct moving forward. The next thing I wanted to talk about was this Packers and Bears historic rivalry. And I don't even know how much I have to talk about it. Uh, You know, every single Packers fan, and even those who aren't fans of the Packers, know how important this rivalry is, not just to the outcome of every season, 
but just to the pride of the different fan bases and the pride of just holding that claim to shame <laughs> over the other team it's it's just it's incredibly important for morale and the the Packers obviously won earlier this year and I can't tell you what it would mean to myself to other fans to this Packers team to get themselves a little personal victory and sweep the Bears this year and hopefully you know depending on the uh, outcome of the Vikings game prolong their claim to the division title and maybe even take it away entirely you know one can hope but I'm looking at this Bears game this weekend as not so much as the Packers keeping their playoff hopes alive but more so as a game where the Packers need to win and get a moral victory just for the sake of just for the sake of this team and where they are in their current process after firing McCarthy a couple weeks ago and just all the struggles that this team has had they could use something like that and I can personally attest to this Packers-Bears rivalry being one of the things that I know most near and dear to my heart and just watching the different Bears quarterbacks and go against the Packers and or I'm sorry, watching the Packers quarterbacks throw for the Bears and Rex Grossman and Jay Cutler <laughs> and just knowing what the Packers did to the Bears for such a long time. There seems to be a turning of the tide and I think it's important to not get held down by by that and to look at just how close this this franchise and the Bears how closely they've played their games for so many years and why every single win between these two teams means more than just an than just improving their record for each given season this is a 100 year rivalry I can't even say more than that. These teams have been geographically geographic rivals for so many years. They've played in the same division for just as many years. There's just so much history between these teams. And it just kept on growing this past offseason when Gutekunst took over and they started going after Kyle Fuller. And it looks as though the Packers have lost that end of the deal. But in the same... You know, same boat there. The Packers forced the Bears' hand, and it's just another, it's just another little jab at the side from from Gutekunst to the Chicago Bears, and that's what this that's what this rivalry is about. Is it's more than just the football game that that will take place this Sunday. It it affects so many different things that it just becomes so much bigger than what happens on the field, and I can't. I can't begin to state how important I feel this game is for the Packers to come out and have a good showing, both offensively and defensively, against a a pretty healthy Bears team, if we're being honest, and a battered Packers team. So it's going to be something to watch for sure, and I I think we might be pleasantly surprised. I, I really liked what I saw in Atlanta. There's obviously still some sufficiencies. You don't correct it. You don't correct everything in one week. But I did like what I saw in Atlanta, and I think it was progress, and I think the team is taking steps in the right direction. So now on to my final point for the night and my final topic, and it kind of parlays into the whole 
matchup with the Bears. Um, and I, you know, I said I didn't want to talk about what it really meant to the playoff race, but it is a critical part of the playoff race. Uh, I think we can essentially say that the division is out of reach. Uh, the Bears would have to... There is an incredible equation as to what the Bears would have to do in order to lose the division, and I just don't foresee it happening. Now, the more likely scenario, obviously, as everybody knows, and everybody's probably sick of seeing or hearing, is the not-so-long mathematical equation that needs to happen for the Packers to make the playoffs this year and complete yet another frustrating and historic run or sequence of events, if you will, to to once again cement themselves in the playoff history. But this team, this team is talented. And I, I for one, I don't care what their draft position is right now because if it's not number one or two or even three, I just don't care. Like, I, I want this team to win as many games as possible. And we've seen it draft in and draft out. Impact players can be selected all over the place. It doesn't matter where you are in the first round. It doesn't matter where you are in the following rounds. You have to hit home on your players, and you can do that at the various positions. And the Packers will have the ammo to do that this year. And I just want the team to go out there and establish the the winning persona and culture that has made this team so fun to watch over the past 15 years with with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and just being one of those top two or three teams in the NFL. Arguably the second best team behind only the New England Patriots over the last 10 to 15 years. And winning this game against the Bears is the first step towards clinching that playoff spot to try and climb their way back into the former glory of being one of the only teams that made the playoffs every single year. And I, they can they can win this game against the Bears. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a knock-it-out, drag-it-out type of game, and the Packers can do it. And they're going to have to do it this Sunday, and the next, and the next. And that won't even be enough. Even though that will get the Packers to eight games, eight wins, they're going to need more help than that. They're going to need either Seattle to lose their remaining three games, of which they play the the 49ers, the Chiefs, and the Cardinals. Seattle's not going to lose all three of those games. They might lose two simply because they go to Arizona and they play the Chiefs. But they're not going to lose all three. So our focus is turned to our probably second rival in the NFC North, in the Minnesota Vikings. They need to lose two. So, of these three games, the Vikings need to lose two. Versus Miami, at Detroit, versus Chicago. Miami's a trap game. Minnesota could lose that game. Detroit is a trap game. And, obviously, we we all know what Chicago is. The Vikings do not have an easy path out of this 2018 season. And that's just to the benefit of the Packers, who, after Chicago, play the Jets, and then they play Detroit at home. That is the most likely scenario. Minnesota losing two of those three games. Granted, I'm not going to hold my breath. 
I feel like this Vikings team could find their feet here, and they could make a they could make a late season run and clinch that sixth that sixth playoff spot that we're talking about. On top of those things that we just talked about, these three teams have to lose one more game: Carolina, Philadelphia, and Washington. Washington's a battered football team right now. I don't think they're a playoff team. Maybe they were earlier in the year, but with Alex Smith out and just a, another slew of injuries around around, around him. You know, they play Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Philadelphia. That That's going to be a tough stretch for them to even win two. But they they need to lose one, and I think they will. Philadelphia, they play the Rams, they play Houston, and they play Washington. Obviously, between Washington and Philadelphia, that last game is kind of not really... It, it almost certainly eliminates one of those teams. So, you're really looking at the the... The Eagles or the Redskins losing to the Rams, Jacksonville, Houston, and Tennessee. If Philadelphia, Philadelphia is probably going to lose to LA. They're going to LA. LA is just a better football team right now. And with the Carson Wentz injury, who knows if he's even going to play? Houston's um, Houston's a very good football team as well. And that's also, I mean, that that's at home in Philly, but it doesn't matter. The Eagles are not going to beat the Houston Texans. And then we're looking at the Carolina Panthers. They play the Saints, the Falcons, and the Saints again. Do you think they're going to beat the Saints twice? I don't think so. There is a very realistic path to the playoffs for the Packers. Packers just need to take care of business right now and focus on that. And if everything else falls into place, which looking at those scenarios, it very possibly could. And once again, this team will find themselves in a as a beneficiary of a late season run and they can carry that momentum into the playoffs where it's just four more games and you're walking out of there with the Lombardi trophy and bringing it back home to title town where it belongs. I'm ready for it. This bears game is just the, the next domino to fall. You know, there, there's been some discussion of the Bashad Breland uh, pick six being the galvanizing moment that this team needed. And I, I tend to agree Add that to the add that to a victory over the Chicago Bears in Chicago, that is your galvanized moment. This team is going to pick up full steam, and they're going to they're going to charge into the playoffs, barring these other things happening, which are, as we've seen and discussed. I mean, they're very probable. Like I, I, the most unlikely thing is Minnesota losing two. That's the one that makes me the most nervous. But to rid you of my rambling. And my maybe false aspirations for the Packers playoff hopes. I will bid you adieu for the night. Uh, I want to remind you that we are on Twitter. At Packaday Podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. We are there. Please leave us a review. Please leave us any ratings, likes, follow, subscribe. Reach out to us. We're always willing to ask questions. The group of guys that we work with. Incredibly friendly and willing to discuss Packers at any time. So seek us out on Twitter. Uh, Me personally, you can find me at Tyler underscore Grez, T-Y-L-E-R underscore G-R-E-Z. And I would be happy to discuss anything from today's episode with you and anything to maybe talk about in the future. Until then, stay safe and go Pack Go! 
Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Goes! 30! Turns up field, 25!